Good evening, Patriots. This is Coach McKitty, and I am going to talk today. Usually, I decide what I want to talk about when I'm about to talk about something. But I have been having an overwhelming amount of people asking through emails or reaching out. <clears throat> Pretty much, <clears throat> how do I find a group? How do I get involved in a group? And what does your group or any other group mean or represent? And I'm talking about a constitutionally based militia. I am not talking about people running around the woods in camo deer hunting. I'm not talking about people organizing rallies and parties at City Hall or the state capitol. I am talking about what is based in the Constitution. And being that I'm posting these on a site that is to bring militias together and share information. People come to the site seeking information. But many people start their own groups up and don't realize all that is entailed in putting a group together, what could be entailed in putting the group together, and what could happen if the wrong people come in. Now... The problem is when you have groups of any kind, go back to Little League, and I'm very honest when people ask me about this. You ever have a troublemaking parent in Little League and or on a school board or anywhere else? Think about growing up. There was always somebody that caused drama and problems. Now, I have been in business and have managed over 50 employees at one time and have owned several companies. In my business, I do not tolerate zero amount. I don't need it. I don't keep it around. I don't play nice. I don't want it around. Now, take that to a group that's a militia, which is basically a group of volunteers. You are coming together for a common goal. After a few recent events and just different things I've been thinking about, I really want to put this out there as to what you need to be thinking when you are trying to build a group or perhaps you have a group but as most groups unfortunately they go through changes of leadership because people can't get along there is some kind of turmoil some kind of problem and it's not resolved personally i will say this if you are new and starting a group or if you are looking to enter a group understand what that group is about i am i think i've talked about this before but i just cannot believe when i see people looking to join a constitutional militia do not know what the constitution says does not understand what a militia is or what a militia would do or may do and ultimately could be the reason many groups fall. So if you are in a group now, I want you to really think about groups in the past that have fallen apart. And be honest with yourself, why do they fall apart? 
someone came in and caused drama. I'm going to tell you right now. I know so many people that are 3% that are 100% in favor of what we stand for and believe in. But they do not want to join a named group because of this reason. And you know what? They may be right. Many people reach out to a group in a kick-jerk reaction as protection or safety. I'm out here by myself. I have my family. I need people to help protect me. That is not what a militia is. Then you have people that really don't know what it's about, but they hear about it on social media. And that's why I'm putting out these podcasts and I'm putting out Clapper and I'm trying to reach people so people can understand 100% what a constitutional Second Amendment-based militia is. It is not a group of people that are sitting around grilling burgers and hanging out drinking beer. It is people that believe that our government has a good chance of becoming a domestic terrorist. Yes, because it says it gets all right enemies. So it may become a domestic enemy of its own people, as George Washington, the founding fathers, feared. And therefore, will now begin to strip away the American citizens of their constitutional rights, which are God-given rights. That being said, nowhere does it say that we are going to protect each other or make sure everyone's family is okay or take care of someone's baby or anything else. It is a militia. Okay? I understand there's two views, and I have talked about this before, and I'm asking people that are in groups now or looking to start groups or thinking about joining a group. There's a big distinction. There are mainly a lot of unorganized family units that form groups and compounds and are bugging into them, settling in for the long haul. They are defending something. But if you are not there now and you are in part of an organization that is discussing, we are going to meet up here, we are going to get to this place, we're going to get to that place. There's a lot of factors. Do not count on that safety. These are important plans to have. But imagine no cell phones, no communication, no roads, depending on how severe and sudden our government enacts, say, a false flag. Best plans are laid to rest. So if you are out there and you believe it's going to be easy to connect with people, and get to where you're supposed to be, I believe you are deluding yourself. I also don't think it's realistic. And I'm, I'm going to be very blunt on this. And I talked about this this morning in a um, Clapper video. Do I think it's realistic for people to pile babies and all everyone else in cars and they're going to all meet up and caravan down a road to a place of safety. No, I don't. I think that is a wonderful plan to have in place. But I think every person needs to have a personal plan ready. 
and a very good understanding if you truly believe this is coming down the road, which I do, what the future may hold. And it is not a pretty picture. So, patriots, I'm not saying don't join and don't give up hope. But do not pretend this is some leopard messiah that is going to miraculously save you and your entire family. Because it is not. Therefore, I am being extremely honest when I say this. You need to depend on yourself, number one. You need to depend on yourself, number one. And that goes back to everything I said in other podcasts. Physical fitness. The ability to get from point A to point B. A realistic vision of what could happen. Now, I had a message today from somebody said, I really want to join. I think I've mentioned on here before. I started something called South Carolina Freedom Marketplace. And I had someone reach out and say, we believe soon you won't be able to use a credit card. It could freeze the bank accounts. What are we to do? Well, yes, they want to join a group. And that is wonderful. But understand that group is not your savior for providing food for your family. What is the purpose of a militia? It is to fight. It is to fight. It is a fight against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that does not mean fighting from a keyboard in a basement. That does not mean necessarily fighting from inside your private family's compound because eventually you will need to leave that compound. And unfortunately, and I've said this before, there may not be medicines. There may not be antibiotics. There may not be anything. So what do you do? Well, one, we obviously do not give up hope because we believe the founding fathers put this in place, but they could not envision a world. They were used to a world without communication, right? They were used to a world, they didn't have a telegraph. Paul Revere got on his horse and rode. So I am urging you, if you look back against the militias, they were at the town level. If you are in a militia group, it is your responsibility to be recruiting in your town and your area. I am head of recruiting for my organization in South Carolina. And therefore, people maybe think I don't have to recruit. Every person that is in a group and believes in something has an obligation to recruit and bring more people in. But I'm going to be very honest. We need to focus on our immediate surroundings. And I believe this with all my heart. That when the time comes, if it comes, the people that are going to come together to fight the enemy that's against you will be in your town. Now, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on what I'm going to say next. I do not believe it has to be this profound military trained operation. Because I believe it's going to be guerrilla warfare. 
And I'm going to talk about something people don't want to talk about, but I'm going to be honest. Go on some prepping sites and pull up some army manuals. What would you do if you didn't have conventional weapons? I am going to specify and say this very clearly. I'm not telling anyone here to do anything that breaks the law. But I'm telling you to gain the knowledge that if you had to build weapons because for whatever reason you did not have access to some, how would you do that? Do you have the supplies to be able to do that? And my other theory, and I'll say this point blankly, since I believe our government is already become treasonous, the minute it shut down a church or a business, I believe we have the right to build these and get the supplies, not to use them in an offensive way, but if the time comes to use them in a defensive way to protect our families and communities. I do. So I think the notion that it is going to be a conventional war of any kind is wrong. I think the mindset will be small group operations, but I believe it will be guerrilla warfare. I understand the fear of people when they're looking to join a group. They don't understand what groups are about. And many groups don't really want to share too much information, which adds to the confusion. There are so many groups popping up everywhere, and they use broad statements because we do not want to have to be specific because we are scared that we are going to break operational security or be infiltrated. But it is very important for people to understand when they come into your organization or an organization you were going to start that that is what it's about more than anything. And you do not have to take every person in. And this is going to be very shocking to some people. But I was in a group years and years ago. And we did not take everybody in. If you did not have a tangible skill to bring. And you were not willing to commit to certain tenants of the group. And we're not willing to be part of the planning and organization for what may come down the road actively. But more importantly, if your family was not on board and did not agree, you could not join. Also, we had a basic physical fitness boot camp that had to be done. And the member that was actually joining had to be able to pass. But we also had expectations for the families. Now, you may say this is absolutely awfully cool. I want to put something out to you very blatantly. You're in your RV and you realize the crap is about to hit the fan. So you are traveling to meet the rest of the people in your group. And boom, your tires are blown out. And the RV is worthless on the side of the road. And inside the RV are children, family members, etc. Yes, you have your weapons. Yes, you have limited ammo. But you are in the middle of a road. 
with possible enemy combatants all around and you do not know which way the live fire came from. That is a real life scenario. Now, that is something that you and your family need to understand and accept if you think you are not going to bug in and you are going to get somewhere and meet up with people because there's a good chance that may not happen. You may never make it to where you're going to be. But let's suppose you were able to get out of that situation. Maybe there was a couple other people with you that could assist and you got out and you got into a wooded area. Now you're out there with limited belongings that you could get out of the RV. Small children, possibly babies. What are you going to do? I don't mean to be harsh. I don't mean to be ugly. I don't mean to be depressing. I mean to be realistic of what we are preparing for. And when we enter something like this, and if we are going to involve family members, they need to understand. Because if they do come, and this is a scenario, is that the scenario you want to put your family in? Is that the scenario they want to be in? But what's also possible is many people join, do not tell their families, and then they expect their families are going to come trotting along into a possible situation like that. Now, do I think it's better to die fighting than sitting in your house? Absolutely, I do. Sitting in your house waiting for death to come is not an answer. That's what the Jews did in 1941, not an answer. Okay? But that needs to be communicated to your people coming into the group that this is a risk. This is what is going to happen. I don't think people really joining these groups have a full understanding that this could happen. Just like you could be in your home and there's a knock on the door and they're coming to take your children to a vaccination camp. Are you and your loved ones ready to kill? Are you ready to defend, not kill, sorry, defend your home and family? So when people are looking to join, they need to understand exactly that this isn't a movie. It isn't a joke. And what they're looking to join, if they think it's free training a couple weekends a year and fellowship, that's not what it should be about. The people coming in that might find themselves in that situation with their families, they better be trained and the people with them have the ability to at least be able to fight their way out of that situation. But what's even more important is the family members with them need to have a survival mindset as well. And that is why I do believe in improvised weapons. I'm sorry. If I'm in a situation and there are people out in, I know, proximity, if I can throw some kind of anything out there that's going to ignite a fire, I have now put a boundary between myself and the enemy. If I know that, and that is one of the most useful elements of guerrilla warfare, is fire. So let's not act like we're, you know, creating some Sunday tea groups. And I have a lot of people that will message me, and that is exactly almost the image they have 
And I tell them, well, do you believe if we go into civil unrest, into this, what do you think is going to happen? And I don't get a realistic answer because, again, like most people, they don't want to face reality. I think the most realistic outcome of all this is very small, isolated militia units connected to larger groups at the town and city level. I believe for the way this to work is literally each community has to have a militia that is going to defend that community. And what I think militia groups need to do is literally get out into every church house, into the town square of every small town, and start talking. And if that means not using the M word because it's going to freak out the local police chief, talk about when, talk about survival. Talk about something that you can get the people involved with and buy into. Because I think people see this coming. They do. But they don't know how to get around the fear of starting building this in the community. Because it does take some level of training. So the first thing that I would do in the community is seek out veterans. I'll be honest. Find out who the veterans are in the community. People that served active military, ex-law enforcement with skills, tangible skills, and go to them first because they have sworn an oath to the Constitution and start talking to them about defending the Constitution. Nobody should be talking about overthrowing. No one should be talking about doing this or that. It is about defending the Constitution, defending your community against attack. Now... Again, back to that notion, we're going to bug out and meet up. That is definitely an option. But I think the option that really needs to be looked at by most groups, and it's being ignored, is small community units and then link them together. The problem is, if I can't get people to recruit on a big scale statewide, how do I reach into a small community and get people drawn in? I don't know. That is a question I'm putting out there today for everybody. I want to know. And if you want to get involved, you can message me on here. It's, for me, I don't have a computer, so it's difficult to really do a lot of um, access on this site with forums. I would like to um, get maybe a Telegram page started. I actually have some that we could utilize. But I would like to get a conversation started. I also have a group I'm starting um, that we could start maybe on MeWe or some other platforms where people can come together and talk about these strategies. Put away the group names. Put away the ideologies of different groups. And just come together. How do we get communities to understand what the mission is? The mission is to protect the community, not necessarily to bug out but for that, we need buy-in from the community. And not every community is viable. There are people that will have to bug out, and you're going to have to find out when the time is right to do that and where you're going to go. Yes, absolutely. If you are in a populated area, subdivision, things like that, yes, you're going to have to leave to survive. But say you have a small town, Batesburg, Aiken. Um, take any small town in you know, Greer, Liberty. There are ways of defending these smaller communities. If you had not only the buy-in of local law enforcement, 
but the buy-in of the veterans and the people in the town to fortify it and know how to come together if that time came to keep out anyone coming in to cause harm or danger to the people in that community. So I am going to give you my one of my emails and it is revoltwellness.pm.me and email me if you would like to figure out a way to start a group or a forum that we can have a very easel, easily put out their format for people to discuss these things. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, because I don't have a computer, getting on actual websites for me is very difficult, including, unfortunately, mymilitia.com. It's just not friendly to my little phones. But I can get on Telegram. I can get on um, a Clapper group. I could get on MeWe, etc. So... That's what I would love for us to see to do and then link it back to MyMilitia.com. I think the biggest thing I tell people is when they're looking for a group and they say, it's a state group. How many people in my area? It's a state group. That's the biggest problem that we're facing right now. There's state groups. And people do not see the realism of connecting with a group all over a state. So my thing is I want to see state groups breaking down, and maybe many of them have, but from a, not say marketing standpoint, but when somebody comes on somewhere and they see, uh, I'm just going to make something up, Virginia, um, ABCD, Melissa. They think it is the state of Virginia, and, you know, I'm in town, um, you know, John Doe, how many people do you have there? How many people in the surrounding communities? Then we get into operational security kind of issues because you do not want to give that away. But if you were able to put out there, um, John Doe town, Virginia, have a zip code, part of yeah, another bigger group. But have each locality recruiting on its own and then having the leadership come together to put it all together like a big puzzle. Let me give you another example of what I really believe. I'm going to take where I live in South Carolina because it's the easiest way. I'm going to take a town by where I live. Um, north, I like that, North South Carolina. Okay. Small town out here by Swansea, Wagner, that kind of area. Okay. If you went on a page looking for a local organization and you saw something that said um, north surrounding areas, ABCD, community militia, people are going to jump on that, that live in that area and tell other people about that more than saying, hey, I saw a group called South Carolina ABCD militia for the state of South Carolina. Because to them, it is a state group. How do I connect with that? They have no idea how many people are going to be in that group, how many people are going to be in that area, how many people are going to be available. I hope this kind of makes sense. And the problem is it's hard for leadership that have had groups for a long time 
or not even a long time, but I've started groups and I've started a certain way to think about changing formats and switching gears. But I want to go back again to the historical manuscripts that I have read on local militias. They were literally local. I mean, I am talking the town. They met in the town bar, the town tavern, the church houses. It was local, by all means local. You couldn't get more local than that. And that is how they were able to get the buy-in and get people to commit to helping and building something because it didn't seem overwhelming. When you're looking at an entire state, the overwhelming factor really, really, really comes into people's minds and it draws people away. So I am asking groups that are established, groups that are trying to build, to think about the realistic realisms, I hate to say it like that, of what a crap hits a fan situation looks like. And to me, the best two options are either the people that already have compounds and they're dug in and they're waiting to protect and defend or the people that are able to create local networks and build. Because if you have a network, say, of 50, 60 people in a town, and they start realizing crap is going to go bad, guess where they're going to show up to? They're going to be calling up you. Hey, I remember you started this. It's getting bad now. What do I need to do? Now, the resentment might be they're wanting to get on the board before, but they're in that town, right? There are people in your town. We have an obligation to protect them. We have an obligation to help them, correct? So it is imperative that we do that. I am sincerely urging people to, you could please message me on here, um, on mymostly.com. I also urge you to um, email me and maybe we can start some kind of telegram form. I think that'd be great where there's no group names mentioned. I don't want people coming in and saying, I'm in this group, I'm in that group. But just people talking and getting down to how do we do this? How do we plan this? How do we get this going? I'm Kalishna Kitty, and I'm sure I'll be back on to rant very, very soon. But I really, really believe that people have taken a lot of these groups and forming them, and not only have a lot of them become a social network of some kind, and there's a lot of egos involved, and hate to say it, testosterone, and all that. And we need to put that away. We need to take the names down. We need to take the names away of these groups, and we need to have constitutional patriots come together and have discussions on how we are going to shape our communities and protect them. And that's the big word, protect, okay? I am going to be leaving you for today. And I urge people, because they're coming on this site to look for groups. And I get people contact me all the time with questions. And the problem is when people do decide to join a group, many people are joining for the wrong reasons. And I'll tell you something, too. There are a lot of people that might look like they have a lot of tactical skills, maybe former military, whatever they might think. 
and they're joining because they're looking for something else as a rush rather than joining a constitutionally based militia. So it is very important to vet people. And I'm going to leave you on this. When you talk to people about joining a group first, you need to know what your group really is about and what it stands for. You need to make sure these people understand what is involved in joining, the risk to them and their family. There, is their family on board and supportive? Do they even understand it? Do they know it? What is their commitment level as far as training and teaching? And do they understand that it is a bigger picture possibly and as much as we want to pretend that it's all going to be work out at the end there's a good chance it might not be so are they willing to recruit are they willing to get actively involved in their community bringing people in it's not someone's responsibility from the top of the organization it is that person in their community's responsibility to recruit bottom line I am Krishna Kitty like I said I hope everyone has a blessed night please reach out to me and I would really like to hear your thoughts and opinions on this podcast and if anybody is interested um, about the organization I'm involved with in South Carolina please message me personally and um, once again, you can email me directly at revolt, R-E-V-O-L-T, wellness, at, and actually revolt wellness at pm.me, revolt wellness at pm.me, and I will personally get back to you as soon as possible. Guns up, y'all.